Hello, my name is Andrew Denny, and I welcome you to Couture and Construction, a weekly podcast featuring conversations with talented, prominent guests to shed light on the stories behind the scenes of luxury build and design. This week, we're joined by Tiffany Capehart, realtor with Parks West Nashville, an urban planning consultant. Episode 61, Empowering the Black Design Community with Tiffany Capehart. In honor of Black History Month, we're focusing on learning how to better serve and empower minority communities and transform this learning into lasting action. Leading black designers and urban planners share their thoughts on how the design world can better support the BIPOC community. Today, our guest is Tiffany Capehart, a realtor with Parks, an urban planning consultant with Tiffany Capehart Consulting, and an adjunct professor of urban studies at Tennessee State University. Tiffany has over 11 years of experience working in the areas of community planning, housing policy, and community design here in Nashville. As a realtor, Tiffany is consistently in the top 10 realtors in Parks West Nashville office and has appeared on the Parks Top 50 Realtors list. While city planner, Tiffany led a long-range planning initiatives in Madison, North Nashville, and Antioch, and was the lead planner in the area of community engagement and housing policy discussions for Nashville Next. She has led conversations around community engagement across diverse communities, as well as led complex and thoughtful conversations around housing and affordable housing with industry leaders. Tiffany is a skilled communicator and makes complex land use concepts relatable to community stakeholders. She's been called upon as a moderator and panelist in the subject areas of urban planning and design for events such as Nashville Design Week and is a regular guest on local news outlet shows such as Channel 5's Urban Outlook, where she discusses real estate and issues pertaining to affordability and gentrification. Tiffany, that was a mouthful for me. Very (laughs) accomplished uh, person, and we're beyond excited uh, to have you on today. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, for us to talk about empowering the black design community. Thank you. Thank you. You have a very um, interesting background and, uh, again, very, very accomplished. Before we get into who uh, to who Tiffany is and your background, would you just share a little bit about what Nashville Next is? Yes. So Nashville Next uh, was Nashville's uh, comprehensive plan, and it was adopted, um, if I'm remembering right, in 2015. Mm-hmm. And it basically guides growth and development for like the next, you know, 25 to 30 years for Nashville. Um, so everything from housing and transportation, economic development, culture and art, yeah. education, um, it's really the guidebook for like how Nashville um, was to grow, you know, over that t- t- span of time. And I will tell you, I think we've hit a lot of <laughs> growth, <laughs> you know, just within the last, you know, five years mm-hmm. or so. So, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's almost time to like revisit Nashville next. Yeah. And may have been see where we a go little now. fast forwarded. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It is. It is crazy out there. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that. Tell us who is Tiffany? How did you, how did you become who you are today? Sure. Well, I, um, I, I grew up, I, well, I was born in New Orleans, Louisiana, and then grew up in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Um, I, they, they, you should say the cousin of <laughs> New, New Orleans, right? But um, and so yeah, so we you know we would travel to New Orleans every summer as I was growing up, and then I just had a fascination with all the cities that we would travel through. Mm-hmm. So Nashville was one of the cities that we would hit first, and then I think it was like what Birmingham, mm-hmm. and you know, so you get to New Orleans. And um, I just was very interested in how all of these different cities would look and feel different, you know, as you're driving through them. And then fast forward, as I was completing my engineering degree at Tennessee State, Mm -hmm. um, I was looking, I wasn't ready to just jump into um, a a career in engineering. And one of my professors had an urban planning degree Mm. and talking with him he explained what urban planning was and i was like this is exactly what i want to do and so yeah you, ha- you have too much personality to just I be ha- an engineer I and i figured that out i had some internships um i had some internships uh with the army corps of engineers and you know I, it just it wasn't I'm a, I'm a people person and you know i liked it just wasn't it wasn't it wasn't me yeah you know? yeah yeah so yeah so then i got a, a degree in urban planning and then Nashville called me back. You know, I, I had a friend that was working in Nashville. He said, hey, they're hiring a planner with the city. And um, I came and interviewed and and back in 2008. And so I've been here, back here ever since. Wow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. So since 2008 to now, you've seen a lot of change in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And right now you focus more on the real estate side. But tell us about Nashville's urban growth mm-hmm. and how it's impacting minority communities. Sure. Oh, well. It, <laughs> in 60 seconds. In 60 seconds. Right. <laughs> well, you know, so it's it's so it's, it's a lot of different. It's impacting our minority communities in many different ways. Um, I think that what we're seeing is, you know, we talked about affordable housing. Mm-hmm. I think that's number one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an impact, um, you know, because of, you know, blacks, African-Americans, and maybe even other minorities mm-hmm. may be earning less than our counterparts. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when it comes to then that translating into like how much house we can afford, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're kind of, it, it puts it puts a lot of people in a hard place, mm-hmm. you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so as Nashville continues to grow and housing prices continue to increase, um, you know, we we're hoping that we're not leaving, you know, a lot of people behind mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's impacting people that way. Also, you know, I am not a native Nashvillean, but mm-hmm. I've been here since 1999. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then my husband is from here. And I think people that are, that were born in Nashville and grew up here are really kind of taken aback with how fast it has grown, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, institutions that were there, not there anymore, or, you know, things that are nostalgic for people have changed or not there anymore. And so I think it's also people kind of wrapping their minds around like, you know, like these places are going to mm-hmm, look different, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. as we, as, it, as Nashville grows, um, and, and where, where, where do I fit in all of that? You know? Sure. sure. Yeah. It has. It's been, it's been, I've been here since 2002 and, mm-hmm. uh, I joke, we have young kids and I'll go downtown and it's like, we're in a different city. Yeah. Um, something that wasn't there six months ago is now, yeah. you know, a megaplex of, yeah. of buildings and, and whatnot. 
So, uh, you know, there's obviously been some negative impacts to the, to the minority communities. With the growth, though, has there been any positive um, yeah. impacts? I'd like to understand what that has been on the community as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think from a positive standpoint, like, there are um, – there are the black community has really kind of taken a hold of the community that was all has always been ours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's mostly, I think it's the kind of the younger generation, like mm-hmm. I'm 40 and I think mm-hmm. even people that are coming after me are mm-hmm. really the ones that are taking up the mantle and saying, Hey, we're going to change these places and make it cool and mm-hmm. interesting for mm-hmm. us. And so, um, so for instance, like the, the owners of Slim and Husky and, mm-hmm. and all of that they're doing like on the Jefferson street and Buchanan, mm-hmm. you know, corridor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, me and like myself, my husband and some of my friends, like we've all begin purchasing homes in the Bordeaux community, mm-hmm. you know, because we're saying, Hey, we want to be back in the city and we want to be part one part of the growth of Nashville. But then we want to love on these communities that, you know, we had always heard about or, you know, some people have grown up in. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, we want to love on these places. Mm-hmm. So we're buying houses there. We're building homes there. Um, so, yeah, so there there has been some some positive in that respect. Yeah, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Um so you're chair of Civic Design Center, board of directors, and a board member and a board member with Jump, mm-hmm. which is the Jefferson Street United Merchants Partnership. And um, you guys have been working hard to prove value in historically black neighborhoods. Tell us about these organizations and the work you do, and and maybe how others can become involved with these endeavors. Sure. So the Civic Design Center is an, a nonprofit that basically works to create sustainable communities for all mm-hmm. in in Nashville, Middle Tennessee, and it's it's it's. We do we do so much. It's like hard to kind of run down the list, but but basically we provide um, kind of that guidance, whether it is for you know city government or a neighborhood group, um, to really how do you create sustainable places, mm-hmm. right? And what does that really mean? You know, um, that means a you know mixture of housing, places that are walkable, places that are safe, environmentally mm-hmm. safe, um, places with open spaces. Mm-hmm. And so we have like a, we have the plan of Nashville where we kind of use it as a guide and template for how do we create those places. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the Civic Design Center. And you can get involved by going to the Civic Design Center's website, and you become you can become a member. Okay. And there's all sorts of interesting things that members can do, whether it's attending uh, seminars that we host or um, we have a program called Turbo, which is tactical urbanism, where you can kind of hmm. go out and um, create these kind of design interventions, whether that's creating a bike lane oh, that's or cool. yeah. um, crosswalks or, you know, outdoor seating areas that kind of. A proof of concept that mm-hmm. shows like here's how this environment could um, be designed mm-hmm. um, in, in the right way. Um, and so Civic Design Center, I'm also a newly board, a new board member of Jump, but I've been around in and out in and around Jump for a long time since 2008 when I was working at the planning department. But Jump is an organization that was working to unify businesses along Jefferson street um, and really promote the corridor from a business perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it all honestly became more than that over the years. Sharon Hurt was the longtime um, executive director. And now we have a new executive director, um, Lauren. And 
what Sharon was able to do was to say, you know, Jefferson Street is not just a business corridor, mm-hmm. but it's the heartbeat of North Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like this is where we need to come for cultural, um, for business, um, for recreation. And she was really the mouthpiece for Jefferson Street. And so we're just kind of carrying on her legacy did, as we can. Did they have any impact of the new Tennessee State Museum being located over in that area? Um, I'm not too sure about that. Um, but I know that – well, I will, I'll say this. Mm-hmm. I, I would not be surprised if, if Ms. Hurt was in those mm-hmm. meetings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like – being a champion for Jefferson Street and making sure that because that's yeah. a great example of investment mm-hmm. being brought to that community mm-hmm. and really uh, giving something that the entire community can enjoy and attracting visitors and tourism to yeah. it as well. Yeah, as well yeah. as I, I wonder if a lot of that started too with the uh, farmers market. Yeah, um, you know, at the I'm not sure what direction that would be, but you know, yeah, going the, east, yeah, 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 yeah. At the east end. Yeah, um, I will say I, I'll be honest though. I think the farmers market in like Bicentennial mm-hmm, Mall has mm-hmm. kind of always been separate from mm-hmm. Jefferson okay. Street because when we talk about Jefferson Street, we're talking about like Fist Meharry, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm, TSU. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it really stops right there at Rosa at okay. Rosa Parks. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it's just always it it just really became like. You know, not only are we trying to, uh, I don't know, uh, it like encourage and grow businesses mm-hmm. along Jefferson Street, but I also know that the people that work on Jefferson Street also live in North Nashville, mm-hmm. and they need economic empowerment. Mm-hmm. They need the seniors need shuttle services. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it became more of a we speak for all of mm-hmm. North Nashville mm-hmm. and the needs of North Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we got some new board members. So I'm excited to kind of see, you know, where we go now, now that we have a new executive director. And, and before the show, we were talking about how the interstate really kind of divided mm-hmm. that Jefferson street corridor way back when. Right. And it's still recovering from that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the um, civic design center and jump, Mm-hmm. You all have created community, and uh, what type of results are you seeing? Are you seeing there being better advocacy? Are we seeing change mm-hmm. through those organizations, or just just in of, general? Just I mean, there I'm I'm sure they're a small part of of a bigger thing going on, or a big part of, yeah. of it going on. Yeah. But are you seeing the community change with people moving in? You're in real estate. Yeah. So is yeah. it a hot market up there as well? Yeah. So I'll, I'll say this. And I, I said it during um, the Civic Design Center. We had a, hosted a panel for our annual luncheon where we talked about, like, where as an anniversary of the plan of Nashville, mm-hmm. like, where are we now? And I think that the Nash, Nashvillians who have – because I, I would say Nashville's growth, like, mm-hmm. really happened. Like, once we got past the recession in 08, mm-hmm. um, that's when we really started to see, you know, more building, you know, homes and, you know, everything that was kind of um, uh, stalled at that mm-hmm. time kind of ramped back up mm-hmm. after that. And so a lot of the community that was involved in, during those that time and then through Nashville Next – um, honestly, I think we're there. People are still out there fighting and, and working through development issues and all of that. But there's a whole new crop of people that have moved here mm-hmm. that know nothing about Nashville next, mm-hmm. know nothing about like, 
you know, the issues with the tall and skinnies, Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. nothing Mm -hmm. about, you know, like the transit debate. Like there's there's a whole sea of people that know nothing of all of that history. Yeah, and projected to be another 200,000 now. Right, and there's still more people coming. So I think that we need to have more Nashville Next conversations Mm -hmm. that now include a lot of these newer voices that have moved here, honestly. Mm You know, I, um, I would agree. You I know, mean, that's yeah. and those perspectives, yeah, because could be really, really good. Those perspectives could be good. Um, and you know, it's just, it's, I think it's just time for a refresh, you know, to kind of just pull all those mm-hmm. people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, you, with your work as a realtor, um, where do you see, um, black families right now moving in mm-hmm. in Nashville because you you mm-hmm. work with a lot of black families mm-hmm. and you work in North Nashville. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's a growing are you mm-hmm. seeing that kind of changeover that that you're hoping for? Well, yeah, I think so. I work investment with, in in those neighborhoods. Yeah, and I work with a lot of different a lot of different families. I I so the people that come to me um are also people that do care about like you know, sustainability mm-hmm. and walkability mm-hmm. and neighborhood, um, you know, because I come from that world of mm-hmm. like, you know, people who care about about neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. And so so the people that come to me, whether black or white, you know, they want to be in a community. Right. Mm-hmm. They obviously they not want, a subdivision. Uh, not not necessarily. I, I mean, they 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 value neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think that's the best way I can put it. Like, I have not had a buyer that just said, I just want to, unless they're an investor, like Mm -hmm. I've, that just says, you know, I just saw this house online Mm -hmm. and I just want to go buy it because Mm -hmm. the, Mm -hmm. you know, they're like very thoughtful Mm -hmm. about where they want to be, you know, and why they want to be there. So like, for instance, I have families who want to move to Bordeaux Mm -hmm. because of the history um, and legacy and prestige of, of, of Bordeaux. Like Mm -hmm. that's where Mm -hmm. they want to be. Um, I had a client that loved East Nashville mm-hmm. and she wanted an East Nashville condo, you know, because she valued her, you know, walkability. Right. So. So in Nashville, are we somewhat unique? I'm going to kind of call on your urban planning background. Mm-hmm. Are we somewhat unique because we do have all of these cool little urban mm-hmm. neighborhoods? Like we're right now recording in Wedgwood, Houston. Right. And there's uh, East Nashville and there's, you know, even neighborhoods within East Nashville. Mm-hmm. Does that make us unique? Um, because it feels to me more uh, New York. Yeah. You know, as opposed to just one general area. I don't yeah. know and I don't know enough about urban planning to know if that's something unique to our city because there mm-hmm. seems to be different personalities to your point Absolutely. in yeah. each of these areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I find fascinating. And I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's cool to have different neighborhoods that have different vibes about them. Mm-hmm. You know, and it gives you know, what we talk about in urban planning is making sure people have housing choice. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess and I guess you can even talk about neighborhood choice, you mm-hmm. know, like if I, you know, if I want to be somewhere where I have a larger lot, you know, um, I might want to be in a more suburban area, mm-hmm. like, like a Bordeaux where mm-hmm. there's like, you know, the lots are a little bit bigger. Houses are more spread out. There's more green space mm-hmm. um, versus if you say um, I value walkability, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to step out my front door and walk five minutes to go get a cup of coffee mm-hmm. or walk to turnip truck. So, Automatically, I know like, okay, you wanting more something more urban, mm-hmm. you know, maybe mm-hmm. you want a condo or a row house mm-hmm. or um, so, you know, so 
Nashville and Davidson County offers that for people. And I think that's one thing that the planning department ha- did do a good job at is, um, you know, utilizing a lot of urban planning um, principles to make sure that we preserve that character mm. to make sure. And, and a lot of people may not think may may think that the planning department didn't do a good job of that because we've had so much development. But when you leave out of the core of the city mm-hmm. and go to a Madison or Bellevue or Bordeaux or even some parts of like Cane Ridge, mm-hmm. you know, there's still some rule. There's still some sub- suburbia. Um, and as long as we hold fast on preserving that, we can still have urban and suburban and rural mm-hmm. all within like 30 minutes of that. Of, of Nashville. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So that's kind of the fight. So yeah. I'm going to ask you to switch back to your to your realtor hat real quick. I I saw, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably know this better than I do, that Nashville just surpassed, I think, average price mm-hmm. of about $420,000 yep. for a home. Yeah. Now, that just seems, mm-hmm. I mean, that's... What do we do about that? I mean, that's that that's a yeah. lot of money. Um, and again, 10 years ago, yeah. I wouldn't have – that would have been a dream to be in a $420,000 right. home. Right. Um, so what do we – I mean, that seems yeah. pretty like yeah. a big – like a big nut. Yeah, yeah, and, and – and, yeah, and, I, and, you know, and that's how I, I have to pref- – I have to uh, manage expectations with my buyers and let them know, like, this is the median price point. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. It's around four twenty, four thirty. Mm-hmm. Like this is the median price point. So if you are below that, it's gonna be it's gonna be competitive, mm-hmm. you know, to buy a home. Um, so I would say, how what, how do we address that? I think one 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 of the reasons housing prices have gone up so much is just because inventory has been really low. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Feds lowered the interest rate during COVID mm-hmm. to help keep stuff. To help mm-hmm. keep the economy going, which was, going. Yeah. which was great, but that flooded the market with buyers um, and sellers were now confronted with like, I, I, there's all these buyers out here, but I, am I going to sell my house? Because mm-hmm. where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. And I'm not leaving my house, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, yeah. so there just wasn't a lot of inventory and, and we're still seeing the pressures of that. So I think if once inventory kind of picks up and maybe meets demand and then the in- interest rates are going to increase. Mm-hmm. That might slow some of the demand. So I think we might level out, okay. you know, pretty soon. And that might ease some of that. Also, and I think so from a policy perspective, I do think that while we have while we have seen development happen around Nashville, I still think we could do a better job of embracing density mm-hmm. um, because density will allow us to have just more housing units, you know, per acre, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is what we desperately need. Mm -hmm. And while I love, I, I, and I say, I love, I understand short-term rental Airbnb Mm -hmm. situations. I feel like that could, I feel like that hurts our market a little bit Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. those units are not going to homeowners. Those units are going towards, you know, Investors, uh, investors, yeah. tourists, you mm-hmm. know. So while we've seen a lot of development happen, 
you know, if you ride down any street and you see a row of town, like I rode down 28th Avenue today Mm -hmm. in North Nashville Mm -hmm. and there's a row of like really pretty condos. And I'm like, I wonder if those are short term rental. I don't know Mm. if anybody's living in them. Wow. Those could all be homes that would have helped with the inventory. Exactly. Exactly. So that's just my, that's my opinion. You Mm. know, Um, like I said, I understand the investment behind it. um, But I do think that we need housing for people to live in. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because it's, it's becoming a, what was an issue is becoming a very big issue for the Mm -hmm. community. Yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, So in your opinion, how can the design world better support the black and minority community? Mm -hmm. The design world. And when you say design world, it's just interior designers, architects, Uh, all of the above. Okay. Yeah. So I think, hmm, one, I think it's more collaboration. Mm. I think I would say the word collaboration because, you know, part of growing ones, like there's a lot of, there's, I'm saying a lot, but like I I have, I had a designer Mm -hmm. that helped me design my house. Mm-hmm. Haven's Hollow, mm-hmm. Victoria Morgan mm-hmm. is her name, so I'll say it out loud on the podcast. And we'll post that in yeah. our show notes as well. <laughs> she did a wonderful <sighs> job. She's growing her business. And, you know, and she's doing well. And but what would it mean for her to be able to collaborate, say, with another designer that's mm-hmm. much further along in mm-hmm. their career, mm-hmm. that's maybe working with clients at a higher price point, mm-hmm. to then be able to say, I collaborated on, like, what's her name, April Tom? April Tomlin. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, what if what if there was a collaboration there, mm-hmm. right? Um, what if there was a design collaboration, like mm-hmm. these makers and these designers who have product that mm-hmm. they you know, are able to sell in their business. Like what if they collaborated with, um, you know, uh, black and minority designers Mm -hmm. to come up with, you know, these different product offerings, a new look, a new new look. Yeah. You know, like that would mean so much to, I think a young designer, um, and then also I think mentorship, Mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, cause I think a lot of, and I keep saying a lot, (laughs) the, the, the designers that I know kind of, end up in this mm-hmm. right because mm-hmm. they love it or they they're good at it or they've t- you know um and so if you're not exposed to it always you know maybe having someone to mentor you in you know in this business i think is important mentorship is always important mm-hmm. no matter what background you come yeah. from no absolutely you know? yeah giving and that's how we all need to give back so um haven hollow your mm-hmm. your designer, mm-hmm. um, young young upstart company. How did mm-hmm. you guys come to to know one another? How did we? Um, and we were. I think we were talking about this um, when I, my husband, and I built our home mm-hmm. in Bordeaux, and we we were working with the builder, Province Builders, mm-hmm. and quickly realized that we needed someone to help pull it all together mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want my house to look like the Frankenstein house, right? Like everything, you know, was looking different. So. I was asking for, you know, do you know any black interior designers? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I was following her on Instagram Mm -hmm. or how we, I can't remember how we found each Mm -hmm. other, but somehow we found Mm -hmm. each other. And, um, you know, she, she focuses on more so on psychology driven Mm -hmm. design. And Mm so she met with my husband and I, she asked us a bunch of questions (laughs) to kind of figure out, you know, what we were looking for. And yeah. And then she helped us pull it, pull it all together. 
And so she's she's been around. Like she is my designer. If yeah, I have a yeah, question yeah. about something, that's who I call. So what was the best part of that experience? What why would you recommend a designer? Um, well, for one, they kind of push you into a area that a place that you might not have gone before. Mm-hmm. Like our office is painted black. Mm. Wow. Cool. You know, ceiling, mm-hmm. walls, trim, mm-hmm. everything is painted black. I would have never, ever, ever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know, made have made that decision because color on walls kinds of kind of scares me mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. So she was like painted black. <coughs> And um, she recommended us do, you know, I, I, we were talking about like our design aesthetic and um, she recommended to for us to buy a green couch to mm-hmm. go in that black room, you know, and um, it's I think it's one of the, it's one of the favorite rooms in the house. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So she pushed you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Pretty fun. And, you know, I've always thought I had good taste. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but designers it's always a lot of work. It's a lot of work, but they always take it, take Take your taste and then multiply it mm-hmm. by two or three, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, it's because it's like, yeah, that's, you know, because you end up liking what mm-hmm. they picked out, but you might not have ever put that together mm-hmm. yourself, right? No, and it would have yeah. been, and I think so much of it is we have these preconceived notions of what it should look like. And again, the designer, they can just, it, it, one thing I love about, that you shared about your experience was the extensive getting to know you. Yeah. Um. Which again, I've been in this industry 20 years and it wasn't until I started doing this podcast that I realized that a design, it's not, it's about how you live. Exactly. That's what they need to understand. Yeah. And good designers are getting to the essence of how you live. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget. I had a, a real notable Lori Pronch pay on and she was like, I need to know if my client's left-handed or right-handed. Right. Because at the end of the day, you know, if they want to sit and have a glass of wine on their sofa mm-hmm. and they're left-handed and I have the end table on the right, mm-hmm. they're forever not going to love yeah. that little space it's yeah. not going to be their moment and i was like oh my gosh i you know mm-hmm. never even thought about that so that's- yeah or just even you know we have small kids mm-hmm. you know and so one of the conversations i i would have with victoria is like you know she would recommend like this beautiful rug and i'm like girl i've got <laughs> <laughs> i've got like a two-year-old yeah, i need indoor three- outdoor yeah, yeah yeah you know and so so we would have those kind of conversations and then she would come back with another suggestion like okay this is like let's yeah. do this instead yeah. it's like great you know that's awesome that's awesome okay well thank you for sharing so tell us just something as we wrap up here what would you like to share with our listeners tell us something that you want to get out there to share with our listeners oh wow so i you know i would say so the folks that listen to this are in the design community Mm -hmm. building the builder community um gosh i would just say like we have such a responsibility. So I'll say that I'll, I'll kind of parse it into into two. The builders community, um, we have such a responsibility because you are literally building the fabric that people will live in. Mm-hmm. You true. know, you are, you know, if you're doing infill or, you know, you're building a subdivision, you know, do your best to make that place as livable as possible because there's going to be a family that's going to be walking their dog. There's going to be a kid that's going to be playing out in the street. You know, like we need to be building beautiful places Mm -hmm. for people and sustainable places. Mm -hmm. So do whatever you can in whatever part of Nashville you work in to accomplish and do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So for the design community, 
I would say um, everybody deserves a beautiful space to to live in um, at different price points. And so, you know, whatever you can do to spread that out, spread that love as much as possible, um, then do that. Whether it's mentoring, you know, a young designer. So then like say if you work in a luxury price point, you know, but you mentor a designer who may work in a mid, you know, kind of midway kind of price mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. Whatever knowledge you're sharing with them, they're sharing with their client, mm-hmm. right? To make their space beautiful because mm-hmm. everybody deserves that. So that's what I would share. Well, thank you. I love <laughs> it. I love it. You've been such a great guest. Okay. It is time for rapid fire. Okay. Um, favorite book or book you'd like to recommend? Hmm. So the book I would like to recommend is called The um, Education of an Idealist by Samantha Power. She was um, in the Obama administration. She was the UN ambassador, if I'm getting that title correct. But her memoir was all about like her role as UN um, ambassador and like her life, like using the, the administration's back backdrop to her life. Mm-hmm. And what that book taught me was that elections have global implications. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. That is for sure. <laughs> Local and national yes. elections have global yeah. implications. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. I'm going to check that one out. It's a, Awesome, amazing book. It's like one of the best I've read. You know, when we were in lockdown, mm-hmm. did a lot of reading. That was one of the the best books I have I've read in my adult life. I read well, I love the, the title, and it immediately draws me because I'm an idealist. So, read it, and yeah. then yeah. seriously, email me and tell yeah. me what you. Okay, read. I would love to do that. Absolutely. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Ah, okay. Favorite room in your house? Um, it's the office. <laughs> And you like so that, I, that I've already, drama. Yeah, I like the drama because it's because this it's the room that is uh, me and my husband's room. Like that's yeah, mommy your and daddy's. Dad, op- yeah, 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 where you guys can go and mm-hmm. talk about the day. It's, it's, a, and, it's a sexy room. Yeah, it's it's black. Yeah, it's yeah. got some art on the wall that we've sourced and things from like my husband's art, like things that he's had mm-hmm. in his apartment for years, and then things that I've had. We finally got it hung up mm-hmm. on the wall. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's the favorite. Ah, I like that. I like that a lot. Tiffany, thank you so much for being our guest and sharing your great perspective on empowering the black design community. For more information on Tiffany, you can find her at City Speak Photos on Instagram and at Tiffany Capehart. And we're going to have those links in the show notes. Um, check out the show notes and uh, you'll get uh, these links. And we're going to put a list of the organizations that Tiffany mentioned and her friend Victoria Morgan from Haven's Hollow. We'll link to that as well. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, I'm your host, Andrew Denny. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, we would love for you to uh, share Couture and Construction with your friends and colleagues. And we want to hear your feedback. Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Couture and Construction is brought to you by Textures Nashville. Produced by Davis Osborne and Chelsea Rand and is recorded live in the Textures National Showroom within the National Design Collective.